slow down, stop, and just think every scenario, every situation out, um, and, and really find the best you know, practice and method that's going to work for you. Think about this. Like if anybody is listening, I would love to know when is the last time you went on a date with yourself? As long as you're doing something with a purpose, I, I truly believe everything is going to, going to work out for you in your favor. So you can't give up, can't stop. I'm Coach Des, mindset motivator and lifestyle entrepreneur. My mission is to help you crush your self-limiting beliefs and embrace being unapologetically you. The Born Unbreakable podcast brings you inspirational stories from all over the world that will empower you to unlock your unbreakable spirit. I'd love to partner with you on your next breakthrough. Go to bornunbreakable.com to schedule a free transformational call. Action begins today. Are you looking for a one-stop shop in Las Vegas where you can comfortably stay and host an event? Athena Estate is located in Southwest Las Vegas, just 10 minutes from the Strip and offers everything you need. On over an acre of land, this indoor-outdoor venue is perfect for an intimate retreat, a small wedding, or a milestone birthday. We offer a variety of packages and services that will fit your needs and your budget. Book with us by December 26th and receive 20% off your stay or event. Visit staydorado.com, that's S-T-A-Y-D-O-R-A-D-O.com to learn more. We look forward to customizing your next experience. Welcome to the Born Unbreakable podcast. I have a special guest today. Tayara Drake, and we have been actually connecting with each other back and forth for a little while. And I've been anticipating having her on the show because when I learned about her background, which happens to be having an emphasis on empowering women, I was like, oh, hold up, wait a minute. I've got to have you on the show because I'm about that life. And I think it's a new year, it's 2023 starting the year out to feel a sense of confidence and be empowered and uplifted is a great way for us to put that energy out there into the world as people are really thinking about what goals do they want to accomplish? What do they want to focus on this year? What do they feel like they want to create intentions around? And so I just think the energy that we can have in this conversation is going to be so amazing for people who tune in. And even if you're a guy, don't run away. It's okay because there's women in your life, you know, whether it's a significant other, a daughter, a niece, a mother, a sister. And so we're all in community together and can learn from each other. So so be engaged just as much as our ladies in this conversation. But what I was intrigued um, about Tayera was um, obviously the empowerment of women, but also that she's an entrepreneur and she's a go-getter herself. And she actually is a fellow podcaster. And it's amazing because her podcast is GOAL, which stands for Girls on Another Level Stop. Like, really? <laughs> <laughs> everything and all the things right there is just amazing brand. It already just in its title has that energy that is very attractive to anybody who is really looking to reach that next level in their life, whatever that may be for them. So thank you so much for coming on the show today. This is awesome. No, thank you. <laughs> if it wasn't for your platform, I wouldn't have my story to tell. So thank you so much for the opportunity. <laughs> And so I have to say, she's a rep in the ATL. Just yes. saying. And I Hi, love Atlanta. it. South. <laughs> like, that's probably half of the music that I listen to and the movies that I watch. There's like a special place that I feel that I have connected to there. So I, I love that. I love the vibes already. But I'd love to just start with your personal story. Tell us about you and what has gotten you into this space of wanting to empower women. Yeah, so a little bit about my story. Um, I was born and raised in Columbus, Georgia. Most people don't even know where that is, but it's about two hours from Atlanta south. Um, and so 
there really I was inspired by my family. Um, I'm an only child um, and I come from a family in which military background. So it's you do this structured, you know, it, it was like that. But, you know, being able to experience traveling to different bases um, as well as just different states, um, I was able to kind of get out of just the normal mindset that I that I was raised on. Um, and so really, you know, I went to many schools and it got to a point where I was the social outgoing butterfly. Um, everyone's like, Tiara, Tiara. And I'm like, hey, y'all. Um, but after a while, moving a lot um, and having to reintroduce yourself to people over and over again, um, I, I kind of lost my voice. Um, and a, a couple of personal um, family matters happened along that journey as well. Um, and it came to a point where I felt like I was being hushed. And so I really didn't know what to do around eight, nine. Um, it was like, what happened to this talkative girl that always asks the why questions? <laughs> and it, it really took a while for me to really open myself up in any way. Um, I became very quiet, very distant. Um, but I always had my family to, to look to, um, to look to. And so my mom, she came from corporate. Um, she worked in corporate pretty much for, for a long time. Um, but she decided to make a change um, and start her own business and be an entrepreneur. Um, it was, of course, a trial and error. I think the first business she had, um, it was she's always into fashion. She used to model um on the side and she was doing that more um and then she started selling merchandise t-shirts um jewelry and i was like okay like mom you doing this she here we're coming here come on you're coming with me i'm like okay and just to see that it was like okay but i still was like uh i don't know you know is this something that i could do um but it wasn't until i got to college um I went to school at Valdosta State University, and it was about four hours away from home. I wanted to go as far as possible because I felt myself needing to open up and find myself again. And so um, I went to school for mass media. And of course, mass media is mass, it's general. Um, and so it, it took me a while to really find my avenue. Um, I was the person who stayed in my dorm room. Um, <laughs> I wasn't going places. I wasn't attending events. And my best friend from fourth grade, she was my actual roommate. And so she was the one who was social. She would bring people to the room to try to get me to talk. And I'm like, I'm reading a book. Like, no, leave me alone. I don't know. I don't want to talk. <laughs> and so um, it wasn't until my sophomore, end of my sophomore, junior year, um, you know, I kind of explored outside of the classes that I was taking, you know, audio classes, um, learning about digital media. And I was just like, this is nice, but this is not what I'm interested in. And so as I begin to step out, finally join orgs and really work my way up and meet people and speak, um, I, I really felt like have to create my own platform. If I'm too scared to do it my, myself and ask someone to, to be a part of theirs or really try to find my way to fit in, I'm going to make something for myself. And so part of the things that inspired me to create Girls on Another Level was seeing my mom and all that she had went through. Um, right now, she quit corporate, um, I believe, 2013 2014 and she started her own credit repair business and so she's been full-time entrepreneur since then and so it's like like my mom is killing it she doesn't know but here let me tell you yes okay. you found something that is a need and she's fulfilling that need so that's amazing I yes. Love and so she doesn't know, but she's definitely inspired me along my journey and really just finding my own voice. And I think it was more so of 
I would hear her come home, tell stories about, you know, the men and, and the corporate world. Oh, he was up for this promotion. I've been here for this long. And so I'm like, that, like, that's not cool. That's not okay. And for her to step out and, you know, become a full-time entrepreneur through the highs and the lows, um, you know, it became a thing where she started, you know, becoming an entrepreneur full-time. But a lot of people around the world, a lot of women were really branching out. And now it's like women are on top. You see women out here killing the game, whether it be being an entrepreneur or still in the corporate world with finance or just any field, any profession. And so it was a mixture of that and really just being able to hear other people's journeys, I think, was the biggest inspiration for my podcast. Um, so yeah, that's just a little bit, <laughs> a lot of it, but a little bit. <laughs> a lot of it in a, in a little bit of time that you shared. One of the things that it automatically made me think about was, have you ever interviewed your mom? No, I haven't. <laughs> now she's going to watch this and she's going to be like, you need to listen to this. <laughs> Where's the <laughs> microphone? <laughs> but I just, I think it's such a cool thing because you know you probably don't get to sit down and just have conversations about you inspired me mom and this is the reason why and how it's sort of fueled some of the decision making and I think oftentimes we don't you know we we move through life and it's in certain situations or scenarios where we have these reflections but it's not always in in direct conversation with the people who influence us so I think that 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 could be could be something that you yes, might know you're, you're, you're helping me out here. My, my brain is moving. Like, let me call her after this. Like, mom, let's, let's talk. Let's talk about your journey. Well, in that, you know, this is kind of really a great story because I think a lot of people move around in the world and try to find their voice somehow, you know, and there's either some point that they get to where it's it's prompted by something or maybe it's internal that says it's now or never like i'm just going to give it a shot and put myself out there and see how it goes and then tweak along the way and that really is what entrepreneurship and empowerment is about it's not about being perfect it's about putting yourself out there and making adjustments because that's how you learn is through feedback and through experience. So I'm curious for you, um, when you first started, you know, back and, and podcasting, what besides your mom inspired you and like, who were the first people that you interviewed on your show? Yeah. Um, so I'm trying to think who was the first person. So I actually, um, in high school, um, there is this um, media group called Media Girls Network here in Atlanta, and I took little baby steps in trying to be a part of someone else's platform, and so LinkedIn, um, I found this lady, she did an interview, and I, I can't remember what celebrity, but I was like, oh, how did she get to do this? Like, let me hit her up. So I sent her a message on LinkedIn and I was just like, it's amazing to see what you do. Um, are you interested in possibly having a mentee? Um, I'm looking to get into the media field. Don't know where in the media field, but would you be open? Um, so she messaged me back and she is not open for a mentee, but she was in the transition of working for a magazine company here and starting her own platform. Um, and so she was like, if you want to be a part, be an intern, of course, you'll learn things along the way. And I'm like, mm, intern, but you know, I'm like, I'll get to be a part of the journey and kind of see what it looks like. Um, so I, I did a couple things for her and 
I, I just really got exposed to a lot of stuff with, with media and meeting other women. Um, there would be different mixer events, um, and I would be there to, like, get the, the cookies and the lemonade. But I would stand in the back, and I'm like, no, I can't keep doing this. Um, and so it just took a, a lot of baby steps like that. Um, more events that I went to, the more research I did on my own, um, and being in a, a small town, Valdosta is very, very small. And so there weren't media opportunities. So I was driving back home to Atlanta almost every weekend just to try to do things. And I'm wasting gas. I'm wasting money and time because I'm sitting there in the corner like, what the heck? Like, no. <laughs> and so it, I just got fed up to that point. Um, and it took me two years to start my podcast. Um, I would say, like, I'm going to do it. Then I'm like, no. And I'm like, hey, asking a friend, like, I want to start this podcast. What do you think? They're like, you don't even talk. And I'm like, yeah, but like, I I have some things that like, I can do this. I can do this. They're like, well, we'll support you. But I don't know if you're ready. And so it was just those things, you know, I'm like, I have to I have to do it. I have to start somewhere. And I think the hardest part was I'm an overthinker. And so I'm always in my head. And it's just I don't know. I think coupled with me praying and just realizing that there's something bigger for not just me, because I knew what I wanted my platform to be about. I'm like, this isn't just about me. So I'm like, let me do it. Um, and I watched thousands of videos on YouTube. YouTube University is where to go. <laughs> um, and I knew I wanted to reach out to women who were established in their careers. And so I looked up how to send an email to invite someone on the show. Um, I purchased this big podcasting bundle kit with the microphones and the audio interface. And I'm like, <laughs> I, I'm in school for mass media, but we're not learning this. So I didn't know what to do, but I'm like, I'm going to, I'm going to do it. Um, and I would practice in my dorm and I'm just like talking on the microphone, like, Hey, this is here. And this is my podcast. I'm like, no, I can't say it like that. <laughs> um, <laughs> but <laughs> I finally did it. Um, my first guest, um, her name is Milan Mobley, and she's a publicist. Um, she's 28 or 29 now, but, you know, I was like, this young lady is a few years older than me, and she's, you know, hosting events and putting together events for different influencers and celebrities here in Atlanta, and I'm like, I, I have to, I have to get her. And um, I was a little bit nervous because she asked a lot of questions that I did not prepare for. Um, and I was like, wait, maybe I'm not ready. And so I actually fumbled <laughs> that opportunity um, for a moment because I just got so overwhelmed and I was just like listening to what everyone was saying. And I was like, no, I can't do this. So I stopped responding back to her. <laughs> and that's such bad business. But I, I just was, I was overwhelmed. I was like, maybe this isn't for me. Um, but it took a moment where I'm like, no, it just kept eating at me. I couldn't sleep. Um, and the people that I did tell, they're like, you're supposed to start this podcast. Like, You've been telling people you're going to do it. What's going on? And I'm like, well, maybe it, it's time to do it. So I reached back out to her um, and she she responded and she was just like, you know, I understand, you know, this is your your first go round. And she kind of gave me some pointers like first, you don't just stop responding. <laughs> but, you know, she she was very understanding. Um, she kind of helped me work out some of the things that I couldn't answer the first go round and she still agreed to do the podcast. Um, and so we did that. It was in person. So I got to meet her. Um, and I was just like, you know, if I am still given this opportunity to do this and interview her, it must be for a reason. And so from there, it's just been following the same format, but answering those questions and being more prepared to to have guests on my show. So, yeah. <laughs> it's amazing hearing you talk about it, though, because it's it's this, you know, 
you have to crawl before you walk, before you run. And I think the hardest thing that we do is get in our head is because you're thinking of all these details, all the what ifs, and you almost can talk yourself out of something because you're so intent on having answers to things that you just don't know until you actually try it and have the experience. And you need those people, like you mentioned, you were, you wanted to go after the people who were mature in their area of expertise and had this career that had something to say, something to share because of that. And so you had to learn how to approach those people. And that's half the battle is speaking up and saying something. And then I think you go down the path and have to ask yourself, like, what's the worst that could happen? Either they don't respond, they say no, and that's not that bad. You just keep going, you know? And right. so I, that's just like anything. I think if we can understand that the worst is really actually something you can handle, then you don't feel so defeated. Like you can get back up and try again and then start to perfect your craft and, and have more confidence in how you pursue something. So I, I love that you had that story where she was like, uh, yeah, you shouldn't stop responding. Yes. yes, it was so funny. But she actually, crazy thing, she inspired me. So when I did in-person interviews before the pandemic, I'm actually, I love arts and crafts. Me and my mom, we, we did it a lot when I was young. And so, you know, like the Grammy plaques that have like the gold record and the, this is presented to. So I actually... <laughs> started doing that for my guests because I was like, I really have to redeem myself for her. <laughs> and so I created my own. I got like a the mini vinyl records. It got some spray um, paint and sprayed it gold and went to like this local plaque shop and got her name presented on the plaque and just put it in a frame. And she was just like, is that for me? And I was like, yes. And so it she she doesn't know, but she inspired that for, for all the guests that I had for in-person interviews. Oh my gosh, that is, that is really amazing. You yes. went you went the extra mile to have the yes. personal touch. And I do, you know, I do think that those little details go a long way because everybody wants to feel special. <laughs> you know, yes. I mean? like that's and especially because it was personalized, that made it even more that it wasn't just a something that was the same that you gave to someone, but you actually went that extra step to have her name. And that's so cool. I nice. love it. Thank that's, you. That is next level. That is girl <laughs> level because you're taking it to the next level. I'm curious, what is your goal? So when you, when you think about your mission, you think about people that come and listen to you and what you're hoping to inspire what is that mission and where do you see yourself going with it in the future? Yeah, so I think my goal is to inspire as many minds as possible. I think now for our generation, well, my generation, we are so much into social media and we see the instant gratification. And so I want people to know that you don't just start off an overnight success, you have to work at it. But I think another thing with my generation is we don't listen. We're stubborn. We think we can do it ourselves. We we don't want to listen to the advice. And so that's what my ultimate goal is to inspire as many people to actually listen. Of course, every journey is going to be different, but you can learn a thing or two from people who have done the trial and error. So that's really my my ultimate goal. Um, but I do in a couple of years see myself having a building where I have different workshops on, you know, how to write resumes. I'm a talent recruiter as my full time job. So how to write resumes because you 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 would not believe people don't know how to write a, a basic resume. Um, they don't know how to come in dressed for interviews. I had someone come in dressed in jeans after I told him, you're meeting with leadership. So 
make sure you dress professional. So different things like that um, and possibly having panels where people can come in, share their, you know, journeys, just like my podcast, but have a more intimate setting. But I really want to be able to set, you know, the next generation up for success. And that that's really my my ultimate goal. Oh my gosh. I, I love that. And you're, and you, you're so accurate about the age that we're in. There is this attraction very much that I feel is somewhat of a double-edged sword because when you think about social media, the magnitude of its ability to connect people, to bring brands right there to you in seconds and sell you products or services um, is, is incredible. So there's so much that is great about it. But then in some ways, there's a little bit of a depersonalization because it's not this one-to-one experience or you don't get that more intimate uh, vibe. It's just this like the mass, like, you know, when you started, you're talking about mass media and it's it's like about reaching the masses. But then how do you engage people on a more personal level and it's not just talking at all the people, but it's feeling like you're you're getting connected to somebody's core. And I think that communication today has requires to be more dynamic. So you have the ability to reach people broadly, but then you have to do what I call nurturing, like. How do you nurture something so that it does blossom into something that is more mature than just the little seed that, you know, you got? And if you want it to grow, right. probably treat it uh, well for it to stay, you know, alive. And I think that is a, a unique challenge of this time is um, the overwhelming sensation that there's, well, not to mention that there's a new app has developed constantly, you know, like just when you thought you got used to, uh, you know, before there was like MySpace and I had a MySpace. So that was like this, now it's like this archaic thing where I thought it was so cool because when you made your profile, you could add music to it. So and the like, wallpapers on your profile and stuff. song kind of thing when people came to your page and like a little quote or something. And so I thought that was like, wow, this is really revolutionary, you know, and then that became very outdated. Uh, then, you know, then Facebook came along and then Instagram came along and Snapchat. Then TikTok was the thing. And TikTok's like, you know, yeah, it's everything. You could learn how to cook on there. You could learn how to do your hair. You could find a date. You could, I mean, everything. That, and it's all in like 15 seconds. Next thing you know, you're like Betty Crocker and all these things. You know, so it's, 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 it's kind of crazy when you think about it. But then you know, how do you build the relationships with people that are meaningful from this world? And so I think when you talk about at some point, you'd be able to do something in a building where people come in and you have panels and workshops, like that's how you take something from a social platform into a more connected medium. And I think that's really a translation that I wonder how things will navigate for like you said, your generation and even generations to come. It's really yeah, interesting. I, I just, it's just a, I feel like people have to be open. I know it's going to be hard, but you know, like I, I do now where um, if I'm not putting out a, a podcast season, I'm off social media. Um, I've deleted the apps. Um, but of course everyone's not like that, but I think breaks in between and really just like, Kids don't even go outside to play. My little cousin, she's like six or seven, and she's just always on the iPad. And I'm like, you don't want to go outside with the trampoline? Now I'm going to stay in here. So it's just, it's going to take some time, but I think I think it, it can happen. It, it can happen. You have to have a nice balance, and people aren't really trying to discover the balance. Yeah. And I, I do wonder what discovery looks like today because so much of it is like you go on the internet <laughs> and that's when you like find things so i listened i just finished literally this morning i finished a book 
going to mention it to you. And I, I'm curious, like what, just what your thought about it is, what your feedback is. So it's called the 12 hour walk and the author's name, I know, I think his first name is Colin and he is this guy who does extreme adventures. But what happened was he went to Thailand and he caught on fire. Yeah, it was crazy. Anyways, he goes, runs into the ocean and he comes out and like his skin is like hanging off of his body. So he's in this hospital in another country, like needing to revive and recover himself. And his mom comes. And so he's in a state of obviously vulnerability, duress, repair, and decides through that reflection that he wants to do a triathlon and climb Mount Everest and do these really big feats. That's just who he is. And so he actually does these things. He does a triathlon. He mount, he climbs Mount Everest on more than one occasion. Oh, and wow. so he, the story is him talking about these different kind of things that he's wanted to do. I think when he had that experience in Thailand, it kind of pushed him to go, even though this has happened to me and it's kind of a setback, I can still get past this and do these adventurous things I want to do. So that where the 12 hour walk comes in is when the pandemic happened, he couldn't do certain things because you weren't allowed to. So he would go on these walks with his wife. But one day he decided he was going to go by himself and he ended up walking for 12 hours. <laughs> like, wow. Anyhow, he turned off like he put his phone on airplane mode and turned off, you know, so it put, turns off the notification. So you have your phone for emergencies, but you're not listening to music. You're not listening to a podcast. You're not listening to an audiobook. You're just by yourself for 12 hours. So walking six hours to somewhere and turning around and walking six hours to back home. And the point that he makes is if you invest one day, well, technically half a day, and you're just with yourself, there's really amazing things that can happen because you're forced to think about everything, your relationships, your career stuff, business stuff, friendships, like all the things that maybe are important to you. And you all of a sudden start to solve and answer your own biggest questions. So he puts out this challenge and you could go to the 12 hour walk Dot com and it has all these resources to support you. And so, but it's the notion of getting away from the technology, the influences, the social media, and like all the things and being with yourself. Like, how does that resonate with you? Like when you hear that, what does that make you think? And do you think that's something that could be appealing to your generation to do something that way? I think so. I, I kind of resonate with it a little bit because I somewhat went through that same situation um, just last year um, around September um, and I kind of went on a disappearing act um, from friends, family. Um, I wasn't going anywhere just to work um, and, and right back. Um, so I resonate with it a lot and I, I think it it's very appealing to me because just in my my short time, um, I'm the friend who I'm always down for anything. You want to go here. You want to go there. You want to do this. Like, just call me and they know I'm going to be there. So it got to a point where I was focused on everyone else but myself. And I, I got burnt out um, in July. I, I was passing out because... I was trying to be here and do this for other people, then working on my podcast and doing interviews, going on like two hours of, of sleep for the whole week, not eating. Um, but then I bounced back after like a week and a half and I was just like, oh yeah, I'm back, you know, but it really took a point where, because I'm, I'm very spiritual, um, I, I knew the signs, God was speaking to me, telling me, sit down just be still and I wouldn't listen um and it took a point in September where things got really bad for me um I was on the way to a um comedy show and my engine blew out on me on the highway um and 
I waited for the tow truck to come, but they couldn't come until the next morning. Um, but then they stole my converter on the side of the highway. Um, it, it was just a lot. Um, my mom, she had to go to the hospital. Um, she had some things going on. Um, I was at a crossroads with my job and not really knowing what I wanted to do, where I wanted to go as far as my full-time nine-to-five. Um, I had business opportunities where I was trying to bring people along with me and, you know, I got the back burner and put to the side and ideas that I had, you know, I was an open book about it and people took some of those ideas and now I'm like, what the heck? But it, it really took that point for me to like sit down and readjust and I would pray all the time. I would journal. Um, I got a therapist. Um, it, it was just really the point where I was not watching TV. The only music I was listening to was instrumentals uh, because since I'm an overthinker, it just got me to really sit down and think about what has been going on in my life. Where do I want to see myself? What do I need to do? Um, and I was at that point for a few months. Um, so I, I resonate with that. I think it can do wonders for, for people. Right. Like I, th I do, I do have this sense sometimes that people don't spend enough time with themselves. That is very true. Time on social media. Like if you look at your screen time, if anybody's listening and you pull out your phone right now during this podcast episode and you take a look at your screen time, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. Like, I, I mean, it's easy to, to do that, but then how much time do you spend journaling? How much time do you spend just kind of having a moment, maybe turning on some, some music or lighting a candle or just having some peace because there's a lot of noise. I think that's it's a really interesting thing to think about in an age where there's just a lot that can consume us digitally, whether it's through the phone, through the computer, through the TV. There's so many mediums that um, I don't it's hard to separate yourself at, for extended periods of time from your technology. But you said something earlier and I want to come back to it to get your feedback and maybe your advice. <clears throat> is how do you find balance? And what would you say um, is advice that you have for people who might be needing balance and thinking about starting off this year and not wanting to get to a place where they're overwhelmed? Yes, I would say my advice for that is stop and think. I think we're, we're so quick to do things um, and be influenced by social media, people around us, but stop and think for yourself because you get all the clarity in the world by answering your own questions and just tuning people out, tuning noise out. And I think that was the biggest thing that I needed to do because I'm so not where I was seeking validation from others, but I really valued the, the opinion and like, uh, second guessing myself, but it's like, I know what I want to do. I know, you know, what I can bring to the table in certain areas. So it's like, go for my gut, what I want to do and just, and just do it. So just stop and think would, would be my biggest advice. Um, and, and really just when I say stop and think, just think about if this decision you're, you're trying to make right now, is it going to benefit you? Can it be something that can be held off if you're already in a space where you have a lot of things coming at you that you need to figure out? Just slow down, stop, and just think every scenario, every situation out um, and, and really find the best you know, practice and method that's going to work for you. Um, that, that would be my, my biggest advice. That's so important because it's... Uh... I think culturally, I, I feel like I've certainly observed this in America, and I think it could be different. I think it is different in other cultures and other countries where it appears that you're more accomplished somehow when your schedule is more full. You know, like yeah, I have this, 
is. And then I'm running into this, but then I'm kind of late and I just got to keep going. And you're like overpacking things. And it's just the stimulation is just a constant thing. So if you, and I know I suffer from that disease. <laughs> like there's times when if it's too light, I'm thinking something is wrong. Like, oh gosh, wait, wait a minute, I should schedule something and fill up the time so you, you don't feel like you're wasting time. And then, uh, you know, I would find times when I feel guilty if I just like, oh, I'm going to watch a show and like, oh man, I should have done something else with that time. But, it, but I do think there's something about just listening to yourself and your body because if it does need a break, like sleep, or maybe you do need to watch a TV show or tune out and listen to something. It's it's your body telling you exactly what it needs at that moment. So when you resist it, you're creating a friction and a tension that's going against the natural desire that your body or your mind or your spirit is telling you because of uh, the forces of nature that are other people. <laughs> yes. And that that really hit me in July. I see it from my my mom all the time. She is just, even though she has her credit repair business, she still does the the fashion stylist on the side as well. And she's always like, I'm on a conference call. I'm going to call you back or just text me because I'm going to be on a conference call. And I'm like, what the heck? She's like, I'm, I'm traveling. We're, we're going out of town for business. And I'm like, oh, okay. So I've seen her do it. And then naturally it's just, I'm like, I have I have my planner, so I'm like, I have to see the green of the orange pen because I use gel pens for my planner. I'm like, I have to see the page filled with stuff. <laughs> I would even put random stuff to do in between if I saw that the page was just too blank. But <laughs> it's like you, you can't do that all the time. So it's really just about finding. I think now what I do, instead of watching TV because I was a stickler for like Family Feud. I that's like one of my favorite shows. <laughs> but like now I'll go on a walk um, just to use that time to think. Um, sometimes I take myself out. Um, like I'll I'll go bowling um, with me and just another friend. After we we go bowling, I'm like, okay, let me take myself out to dinner. So I'm the one that's sitting at the table. I don't bring a book because, you know, sometimes they say, like, bring a book so it doesn't seem like you're lonely. No, I'm going <laughs> to sit at the table and I know people are looking at me, but I'm turning my phone off and I'm really going to sit there, enjoy my food and think. So it's like during those times where you, you are busy, still finding some space in there. And I know people look at me weird all the time. Like I'll go, I don't sit at the bar. I'm like, can I have a table for one? Just one? Yeah. <laughs> just, it's just me. So it, it's just about finding those, those times where you can break from the busy life and the busy, busy planning and, and all of that. Sierra, I think that might be the most favorite thing that I've heard from you because I think about this, like if anybody is listening, I would love to know when is the last time you went on a date with yourself, right? Just like yourself. And usually I think for a lot of people, when they do things by themselves, they're running an errand. Oh, I have to run to the store. I got to pick up some food. Oh, I'm going to run. I got to go buy this t-shirt or this thing for this party. I got to go get this gift. Or it's like, those are the things that you're doing when you're alone. Right. You enjoyed a meal. That's like a lot. It's just like you said, people might be like, oh God, oh, you're, do you want, do you want company? Do you, like, I could talk to you. I mean, like people assume that there is something about being alone that is, that could have a negative connotation. But if you make it a trend of something that is a positive thing that you're doing for yourself and actually enjoying your food and, and the time that you have, I mean, you can you can change that whole perception because I do think it's a misperception oftentimes like, oh, that person must have just gone through a breakup or something or, you know, like there's some sort of assumption there that could likely be very inaccurate. So I love the idea of doing that more often. Yes, I try to go at least once a month um, and, and take myself out doing something by myself. Um, so I, I love it. I love it. Yes. Oh my gosh. Everybody needs to do that. 
take yourself to a favorite restaurant and just enjoy the meal, enjoy the experience. And yep, if you do happen to talk to people, that's great too. But, you know, actually embrace the time for yourself. So what are you looking forward to with your podcast? What are some of the things that you've been thinking about doing for this year or beyond? Yeah, so for my podcast, I am actually doing merchandise, podcast merch. <laughs> and so um, I actually have one now. Okay. <laughs> you just waited until like it, way up into the episode to reveal that. So for anybody who isn't watching, Tiara just like busted that out. And I was like, okay, she has a sweater <laughs> on that actually says goal. So it's girls on another level. She just, that was yes. like a little super weapon you were waiting to reveal. I love it. <laughs> yes. So I'm really looking to expand um, my podcast um, in, in ways, of course, merchandise. And I have hats as well. Um, so really just spreading the message. Um, I have as far as my mission, inspiring the minds of women who are a catalyst for success um, and really sharing the journeys towards a beneficial future. And so that's what the sweatshirt says. And I, I think seeing that mission, it's like, oh, wow. So I know that'll inspire more people and lead more people to my podcast. So that's a new thing that I, I've started this year. Um, but I actually really want to host um a, a panel. Um, I want to do an in-person, just a, a trial and error um, and see how I would do with having like a, a small panel of, of speakers um, and really not necessarily talking about, you know, their journey to that specific career that they're in, um, but more so how to just step out of your, your comfort zone, do things that are, are different and really just be you. Um, and of course, their journey is going to come along with that. But really hosting a, a live panel is, is my goal before the end of the year. <laughs> oh, my gosh, I love that. I think that's that's one of the things I think is really amazing is community and just a sense of bringing more like-minded people together because there's it fosters even more creativity and more inspiration. So I think the energy that people feed off from each other to gets elevated when you can raise that that level. So I'm so excited for you to do that. And Thank there's you. so much in Atlanta of people that you can can do that with. So uh, a lot of a lot of great minds, I think, in that in that area that can come together and do some pretty powerful things. So that's going to be really exciting. Yes. Thank um, you. I love that. I love that. So I want to jump into some questions that get people to know you better and maybe think about their own outlook, too. As we're moving into this year, we're still in the middle of January. So there's a lot of runway that we have to make an impact on this year in the lives of our, you know, our own lives, but then on the lives of others. So, you know, one of the things I always do at this time is choose a word of intention. It's like, this is my intention for the year. So everything that I do or goals that I set are in alignment with that intention. So I, the word of intention that I chose was impact. And that just, you know, meant a lot to me in past years. You know, I've chosen words like momentum, um, magic, like just wanting to create like more magic in my life. So um, what would be your choice for a word of intention this year? So my word actually is alignment. <laughs> um, last year, my word for 2022 was clarity. And I definitely got that towards the tail end of the year. So it's just taking those things that, you know, have come to my attention and really aligning it with who I am and who I want to be. So that would be my word for, for the year. That is one of my favorite words. <laughs> it is. Just because I think that sometimes that's the thing when we get out of sync 
it's so hard and when we can kind of come back to that true north to stay aligned with the things that we believe in. Um, like, so for example, I know one thing that I've seen people do and I've tried to do a better job of related to that is um, what to say no to. So if you are saying yes to everything that may not necessarily be in alignment with the things that you want to do, but you're just trying to be nice or help be helpful. And it actually could be detrimental to what you're trying to do. So even something that's like nuanced like that can make a difference in terms of your ability to stay aligned. So that's like sort of an epiphany that I've had related to that word. So I really, I really love that. Yes. Mm. What is something that you want to do more of in 2023? Oh, that is a, a good question. I think I want to be more open and get out of my comfort zone. I, it, That's a tough one. So that would be my biggest thing. Yeah. Well, I, and I do think it's hard because our comfort, our comfort zone is so cozy. It's like having a snuggie. Yeah. <laughs> this place is warm. I don't want to test things out over there because it might be cold. It might be different. But that's um, but I think that's a lot of how we grow and learn is yes. to get comfort zone. So I really think that that's a special, special thing to be focused on. What about a success principle? What's a success principle that you've found yourself to live by that has really benefited you? I think for me, and it goes back to me being spiritual, um, I believe we were put on this earth to serve um, and, and bring people closer to, to God. And so I always stick by that. Um, he he aligned me and gave me this vision for the podcast. So he's going to, you know, guide me through anything that I, I want to do. And as long as it's, you know, serving others and helping other people that I'm going to be successful no matter what. So <laughs> that that's what I what I live by. Oh, I I love that. I love that because nothing can hold you down. Exactly. You know, you, you have a mission, you have a drive. And if people are not about that, then they can go on their way <laughs> and you'll continue to continue going on your way. Not right. every meant to be getting on your train. So, yes. all right, Preach. it's going to keep going. <laughs> I keep going with or without you. So you could go over there and figure out your own stuff. But I think that's important because it, and, and particularly for women, you know, that are listening, I do think that there's a sense of like acceptance and all of that, that, you know, you want, uh, but sometimes it's not necessarily there. So even in the absence of that, or when you see there's anything like haters or, you know, you have to know that as long as you have love and belief for yourself, that's where it starts because you're not going to let anybody stop you from doing the things that you want to do. So I think that's really, that's a really important thing. Um, what about a self-limiting belief? You know, I often think about that. That is kind, that is my mission is to help people overcome the things that they tell themselves that they can't do. What's a self-limiting belief that you've had that you've had to overcome? Ooh. That's a good question. I think for me, um, believing in myself, I, I've struggled with that. And sometimes it still can be a struggle. Um, but I, I think that would be my biggest thing is like just believing in myself and not being afraid of, you know, just going out there and doing what I, what I want to do. Um, I always second guess myself sometimes. The self-doubt is always there, um, but I think that would be the, the biggest thing that I've had to still continuously work through. Yeah, I think that's such a big one. It's a okay. thing that can either hold you back or propel you. Oh, if yes. You, if you ever have that doubt, um, and I I can relate because I that's – I one of the big things I talk about in the book that I mentioned to you that I'm writing is that 
you know, there is sometimes that little voice in your head that's telling you something and you have to fight, you know, through it to to break down some of those those crazy psychological things that happen in your mind, you know, and it really is. That's the that's the craziest part about it is it's all mindset. Yes. It's all the things that you tell yourself. So you can choose to tell yourself that you can't or you could choose to tell yourself. This is how you can. It's it's just a shift in the way that you think, but it's it's sometimes harder than it. It sounds simple, but then when you try to do it and practice, it just sometimes doesn't feel as as simple. That's true. One thing that's helped me with that, though, I think I I listen to affirmations. So I if I'm going to sleep, um, I'll have up on YouTube. It's this one channel called Motiversity, I believe. And it's like a compilation of different speakers or different interviews um, of people just kind of speaking positive um, thoughts over their life and their success. And so I'm fueling my mind with that as I go to sleep. And when I'm waking up, um, I'll listen to another um, video and it's just all of these positive things to keep my mind like I can do it like don't stop and that's really helped me because if not I would just be in my head like yeah I don't know I can't, I can't. so that's one thing that's really helped me um, throughout my, my journey so far yeah it's what you feed your mind your soul yeah. your body right I mean it's it makes a world of difference if you sat up and watch the 10 o'clock news before you went to sleep, then probably it's going to be a lot of things that are the opposite of what you're describing. So yes. it's all a choice that we make every day of what we feed ourselves. And, and it's, it's, we are what we consume, you know? So the more negativity you consume, the likelihood of you've, to project negativity is pretty high. And I think that same thing goes for if you choose positivity, then you're more likely to emanate that. And I think that's um, a choice that people are not necessarily always intentional about. So I'm glad that you that you feed yourself those good things. Um, if you had to give one last piece of advice to anyone who's listening right now, what would it be? I would say don't give up. Um, and that seems so general, but it's, you know, even when you start something, you're still going to have, you know, people or things to kind of tear you down or make you want to stop doing what you believe in. But don't don't give up. Don't listen to it. Don't feed into it. So so don't give up, even if it's something where it's taking you two, three years, you know, sometimes five. It may not even be until year 10 yeah. <laughs> when things really pop off. But as long as you're doing something with a purpose, I, I truly believe everything is going to gonna work out for you in your favor. So you can't give up. You can't stop. No, and I, I think that's beautiful. And it ties back to something that you said earlier, which I do think is a little bit of a lost art. It is one of the, um, you know, things that we struggle with as human beings, which is patience. <laughs> we are in the world of instant gratification. So patience is much harder because you pretty much can get anything in an instant. I mean, there's things you could order on Amazon and get today. Yes. <laughs> like it'll tell you, like it'll come in a few hours. So when you're used to that. It's like you could get food, you could get a product, a commodity. It's it's hard to when it comes to your dreams to have enough patience to allow things to grow and thrive because you're like, what? It's been a week. Like, why am I not seeing all this money or why am I not, you know, seeing this kind of uh, following or presence? It's it's like, you know, if you talk to some of the people who have the most success, they've spent years <laughs> at what they're doing to make it you know to where they are so that is that is a common thing that I think is important to recognize is that patient patient aspect of it yes Sarah I think I really want to make sure 
that people can find you and your work and what you're doing. So what's the best way for people to keep up with your platform um, and girls on another level? Yes. So you can find me on Instagram um, at girls on another level underscore. Um, we have Twitter and Facebook as well. Um, and that is at we are G-O-A-L-I-N-C. And then, of course, we have a website um, where you can um, listen to all episodes, also shop merchandise, (laughs) and that is at girlsonanotherlevel.com. Oh, my gosh. That is so amazing. I really think that there is power in actually having the brand as a part of what you're wearing and what you're putting out there, because that's you know, you see the, those positive messages and it inspires you when you, when yes. you see, right? Like that's why, that's why when we're looking at social media and we see something that's positive, it makes you feel good, you know? And when you see people out there that are having inspirational things that they, that they have on, you're like, yeah, I feel that I can connect with that. And it's something that can create, I love it because it can be a conversation starter. It's something that you put out there and somebody can just walk up to you and you can start a conversation just by putting something good out there in the world, you know, because yeah. there's a lot of people that wear things that are concerning that could cause controversy. <laughs> so why not put more things out there that is actually going to generate a positive conversation? I think it's amazing. That's I'm so glad that you're putting merchandise out there because that will be another way to get your message into the world. So Thank you so much. Thank you so much for just your time, your patience with me because of my difficulties with my schedule today. So I just appreciate you and your time and your story and um, being able to have that vulnerability to share today on the show. No, thank you for the opportunity. It was my first time being interviewed, but you, you definitely made it comfortable and I really enjoyed it. So thank you so much for the opportunity. There's a first time for everything. Yes, I can knock this off my bucket list. <laughs> and it gets easier from here. It just gets easier from here. So, you know, if there's anything that somebody's taken away from this episode, it's just to get out there. And there will be a first, but you'll get past that. And then it, it you know, you gain that confidence. So I love that. That's awesome. Well, I'm so excited to continue following what you do and staying connected. And then maybe one day we can do like a virtual panel or something like that. So we can collab across the coasts and stuff. Yes. So we can uh, think about that creatively with our brands together. I love it. Yes. No, I'm ready. I'm ready. <laughs> That's so awesome. Well, people, I will make sure that in the show notes, they have the different links so that way they can follow you. If they're happen to be driving or something while they're listening, they can always pop over back to the episode to see the links and um, follow you in all of those places that you mentioned. Nice. Nice. Thank you so much. I really enjoyed this. <laughs> you breaking out, believing and balance. Those are the amazing things that I took away from this episode with Tiara Drake. She is a blossoming, motivated, confident millennial that is paving the way for the generations to come. And I think she has that sense of purpose and is moving through this incredible digital age that has its own complexities attached to it and helping remind us regardless of generations what it means to pause what it means to embrace ourselves and to always have that connection with who we are as individuals i think it's beautiful what she's doing and i would highly encourage you as a to-do coming out of this episode to be with yourself Take yourself out on a dinner date. Spend the time to enjoy who you are because as I say, I've said on previous episodes, I talk about this often with friends is when you are at the end of your life, 
The one person that will be there with you is you. So you want to love that person. You want to embrace that person. You want to cherish all the things that that person has taught you and exactly where you are. So I really hope that Tiara inspired you. I know she inspired me. I love her swag. Make sure to go check that out. I'll put the website in the show notes. Support her. Girls on another level. It's amazing what she's doing, the platform that she's building, the impact that she is bringing to empower women to pursue their dreams, to believe in themselves. I just love that so much. Remember that you are your only limit, so take action today. Make sure to follow or subscribe to the Born Unbreakable podcast if you haven't already and share this episode. Also rate and review if you haven't already. If you've been listening for to me for a while and you just haven't gotten around to it or this is the first time that you're finding my podcast, uh, it helps other people find me when there are those ratings and reviews. So please do take a minute. It's actually less than a minute. It's probably more like 20 seconds for you to do that. I sure do appreciate it. And I will see you next time for the next episode. Oh,